Hey out there to all people and everyone else. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. And with me is the guy that's secretly a robot, has eyes in the back of his head, seeks out danger, doesn't know how to defuse a bomb, steals Adam Sandler movie plots, loves prune cookies and chicken salad, the guy who can't wait to win a sport utility vehicle. The clue-finding, slimy cologne-hiding, flavor-town photographer. The bogus ghostbuster, the guy Mary Ellen does like, who drag races on the weekends when he's not doing whatever it takes to get that A. I'm talking about Miss Carlsville, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? <laughs> what about teacher's pet? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Such a forgettable episode. Whatever, we'll just keep it. <laughs> it doesn't even deserve to be on it. <laughs> I'm doing good, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, we're done with season three of Goosebumps. It took like oh, forever, but wow. yeah. No time at all. I can't believe, like, looking back, Shocker on Shock Street was like four years ago, man. I know, right? It's crazy. Because I did the uh, interview with Alan Duquette right around the time that we had recorded Shocker on Shock Street, and he was talking about it, and it feels like yesterday, but it wasn't. It's crazy. It's crazy as hell. <laughs> Tis crazy as hell. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. We're, we're done with season three, and that's, I mean... There's not much goosebumps left. I know, right? There There's... is a season four, but it's uh It's a shorty, isn't it? It's a short one. Yeah. It's gonna be our shortest season, minus like the you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark Reboot series is seasons is yeah. crazy. Anyway, Brandon. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's October now. Oh my gosh, right? It's spooky month. And yeah. uh you know, our podcast is spooky year round, so it's not like we do anything special for October. But like we could, maybe, potentially. <laughs> We could. We're not going to, but no. we could. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, have you have you done anything uh, to, for the season yet? No, nothing yet. We went we went and got costume for uh, for our son a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Actually, he's going to be he's going to be Scream uh, Ghostface, I should say, but okay. he's going to be a Ghostface from Dead by Daylight. <laughs> so it's a specific Dead by Daylight costume for Ghostface. They make. That- Dead by Daylight costumes they of did. the killers. Wow. Yeah, yep. He found it, and he was like, I want to be this. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yep. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> is he familiar with the movies at all, or is he just no. like, I'm going as a video game character? No, I think the scariest thing he's seen is Mr. Boogity. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Although, we did watch Hocus Pocus 2 last night, so. Okay. I was going to talk I was gonna talk about this, because I watched Hocus Pocus 2, like, oh my God, get the five fuck hours out. ago. Did you? Oh my god, yeah. what did you think? Oh, Cortland, I thought it was okay. That's how I felt. It was okay. It was alright. I'm not going to give any big spoilers here, but... Okay. There, there was... <laughs> when when the witches are what? finally witches? like... <laughs> okay. Sorry, spoilers. everybody. If you, if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2, a uh, content warning, there's, there's witches. There's witches. <laughs> when the witches finally appear... Yeah. In the present day, they immediately start a musical number. They do, right. And it was I was weird. like, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah, the musical number happened and I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just had like choreography and they were singing and there was like a musical backing, but there was nobody there. Yeah, they just escaped from like, hell. Wait, huh? Because... <laughs> 
you know, in the first one, they do that. I put a spell on you. And that's like a highlight of the movie. I like that. Me too. And yeah. in the context of the movie, it works. And there is another scene similar to that in this movie as well. But this first musical number just comes out of nowhere. It does, right? It's very out of place. My favorite thing about all of that is like later on, because they kind of like try to retcon a few things and stuff. And one of the characters is just like, yeah, they just really like to sing and dance and stuff. And it's like, do they though? I don't know about that. <laughs> they did it once. <laughs> <laughs> i know you, you got bit midler so put her to work but yeah yeah um, it was it was fine like i i'm glad it didn't suck like it wasn't terrible and no. uh you could definitely tell that bet midler kathy Jimmy, and sarah jessica parker they are having so much fun and that's what makes it fun yeah it's it's good uh another weird thing was the the, the <laughs> characters are like they're like, oh, we're in modern times, and what's this? Electricity? That's crazy. But it's like... <laughs> you did this already. already. A, yeah, you were in 1993. It's not that long ago. <laughs> like, if you said, what's that That iPhone? It's like, yeah, that's that's new and different, but the rest of the stuff's pretty much the same. At least they... Because I don't know if they really walked into any... I mean, they watched TV in the last episode, or the last last movie so like they've seen those kind of things but i'm like mm-hmm. i like that they went into i mean spoilers they went into walgreens and that part was great in my opinion yeah. like when she's eating the face mask being like it's children's face <laughs> that part was amazing like i liked that a lot yeah all of these like 20 years later sequels that they keep making are almost always universally bad so yeah this one being pretty good is like a huge win yeah i liked it and you know i gotta say like who cares about like the new characters and stuff? But I thought that the main character was her name, Becca. I thought she was acted very well. She did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Acting uh, all around is pretty good. Here's the thing about these movies that happen like 20, 30 years later. They all have to have Buster from <laughs> Arrested Development in them for some reason. <laughs> and God bless them because Tony Hale is a national treasure. <laughs> He's great. He's really great. He, he is great. Him <laughs> and Sam Richardson are both very good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, props to Doug Jones as well for being just fantastic at what he does, which yeah. is acting under a shit ton of makeup. Always. Yes. The best at it. He can he cannot be recognizable at all in any of his movies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and that's how he likes it. Yep. Got to say, I wish they would have had some of the original kids back, though. I expected at least uh, Thora. What's her fucking name? You know, the, the, Danny. Yeah. yeah, I expected Danny to be in it at least, but that's okay. You know what? They, they they went with it. It was fine. Yeah. And that's our review of Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap on this podcast, the Hocus Pocus 2 cast. <laughs> Coming um, out about a month after everybody's already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, let's get down to the reason for the season, I think, huh? We got yeah. lots to talk about. We got lots of questions because I asked we like do. a billion times. I was like, more questions. So we got a fucking ton of them. Most of them are from Mr. Normal. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, you asked for questions and we got questions. So let's just start at the top here, Cortland. All right. We have a lot to go over. If we don't get to them all, I'm sorry. Okay. So from Instagram, Cortland, Brendan asks... Who is each of your favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark monster slash villains? Ooh, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark. We should cover that show sometime. Yeah, I'd like to see it sometime. I want to know, which one's your favorite? What's your favorite villain? And why is it Bobcat? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm trying to think of someone other than Bobcat because Bobcat's mm. great because he's Bobcat, but as like an actual character, like I don't even know. He's just some guy. He's just a dude. But it's because it's Bobcat that he's so good. Love Bobcat. He should be in every episode of everything. Um, gotta say the vampire from from Night Shift is super iconic. I think it still mm-hmm. scares people today because the makeup is so damn good. He's Hell just yeah. so menacing, fucking wanting to drop somebody on the ground from a building and lick them up. That's crazy. That's insane for a kid's show. Yeah. If I'm just going for pure spook factor, like the the monster from Dead Man's Float, you can't beat that. No, it's like the perfect, perfect zombie. Oh, loved it. Are You Afraid of the Dark did not give us very many zombies. We had Ian Kazik from Reanimator and, I don't know, some dice. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> to have that pool zombie in there, perfection. Ghastly Grinner is also very oh iconic. iconic. Yeah, people so, even on t- even today. Like I just looked at Twitter this morning and somebody posted the GIF of the Ghastly Grinner, and I was like, "Whoa!" I wasn't really because people post it all the time. But uh, yeah, Ghastly Grinner, um, the monster from uh, Dark Music. You know, we don't even know what it looks like in its real form. Pretty cool stuff. I love shapeshifters; those are always mm-hmm. my fave. But clearly, the best is the Silent Servant. So. Oh, right. I was going to say the British, End but... End all, be all. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, right, right. Mm, too soon. <laughs> but, yeah, I think those are, are some of the good good ones. I, I will say, like, as a like an off, off-kilter one here, um, the Dollhouse from The Tale of the Dollmaker, probably one of my favorite villains, just because it's so uh, not traditional, you know? Yeah, it's a dollhouse. It's a fucking dollhouse. It just ruins it's a goddamn everybody's dollhouse. Lives. Good stuff. Good stuff. What else? What else we got? All right. Next question, Cortland. Mister Normal asks a few questions here. We'll a start couple, with just a few. The first one. Cortland, what is your favorite horror movie? Mm, my favorite horror movie is probably a zombie movie. Really, like recently though, I will say Train to Busan was fantastic. Really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta go with like a classic though, probably Dawn of the Dead or or maybe Day of the Dead. I like both of those a lot. All right, gun to your head, which one's the better dead? Mm, I would watch Dawn. No, no, I would watch Day of the Dead more than Dawn, just because I like the music more. No offense to Goblin. Really? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, sometimes I just listen to the soundtrack, so like that's me. That's my life. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm pretty sure I've said this before. My favorite horror movies are Alien mm-hmm. and The Thing. Ooh, so good i just watched the thing i've said this a couple of times i think i just watched it for the first time about four years ago and it was great so good my favorite part spoilers is when wilford brimley puts his hand in another dude's mouth and that kills him it's the best part of the whole fucking movie just because it's so if absurd. wilford brimley put his hands in my mouth i would want to die <laughs> well if you were on the side of the thing it could be it could be real <laughs> Oh, Mr. Diabetes. Love him. Is diabetes contagious? Uh, well, it is when you're Wilford Grimley. You put your fingers <laughs> in somebody's mouth. All right, Cortland. <laughs> if you could sit down with three characters from Goosebumps, who Ooh. would it be and why? Uh, One of them would definitely be Carly Beth, because I just want to say her name over and over again. Yep, yep, yep. Remember one time she was all like, Carly Beth? Yeah. I want to be like, Carly Beth, where'd your inspiration for that line read come from? Because I want it. I want to do that. Uh, Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, Maybe a zombie from Welcome to Dead House. Just some random zombie? 
He's hungry. Construction I'll go with that zombie. Guy. Construction worker zombie. Uh, Kool-Aid man zombie. Kool-Aid um, man zombie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me them brains. I've, I'm hungry right now, too. So I want to see what they're eating. If I can have a little bit, maybe. And third one. I, I wouldn't share. I'd go with oh, Carl. I'd go with Carl. <laughs> wow. Okay. So three names popped into my head right away. And <laughs> you nailed two of them. All right. Tell me more. I thought Carly Beth. Carl and Courtney from You Can't Scare Me. Oh my gosh, she'd be which which version of Courtney would you want though? The obsessed Courtney or the bitch Courtney? Uh Courtney from You Can't Scare Me, Cortland. Oh shit, is... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I confuse those two <laughs> as well when I wrote this. Look, I think of perfection and I think of both of those girls. So <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> They're amazing actresses. <laughs> they are very good. Courtney was great. She knows everything. She's already yeah. found monsters. She's famous at this point. She could, She would carry the conversation, definitely. Like, Carl and Carly Beth would not get a word in edgewise, <laughs> which Carly Beth would probably be fine with, but Carl would definitely be like... He'd be so mad. He'd be, I'm fucking Carl. Like, come on. Let me talk. Yeah, yeah. and Courtney would be like, nope, I'm gonna regale you with a tale of my entire life. And I, for one, would just sit there and listen, for sure. Yeah, I imagine he would turn her into a tiny toy, like, immediately. Mm, honestly, Carl probably wouldn't want Courtney as a tiny toy, because he would annoy the hell out of her. <laughs> no, no, she would annoy the hell out of him. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're full of slip-ups this episode, Courtland. That's what these wrap-up episodes are for. I yep. let my hair down, <laughs> and... Don't have so many notes, so I'm just like, loosey-goosey, just yeah. winging it. It's good shit. All right, next question, Cortland. What did you think of the new Stephen King's It reboot? Oh, okay. We've talked about this before. So Brandon and I went and saw the first part of the Stephen King reboot, and I thought it was great. Loved it. Yeah. That was the last movie we actually saw together back in 2017. Yeah, last time I was in the States. Yeah, we went and saw it. It was great. And we were like, we're going to go see the next part for sure. And then we never did because you moved to Australia, which is fine. Like, I, I forgive you. And Thank I've you. never seen the second part because, like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Cortland, because I have seen it. <gasps> you asshole. Tell me everything. Yeah, I know. Um, It's fine. It's not <laughs> as good as part one. That's what I figured. Yeah. All the good stuff's in part one. Well, the the child actors from the first one were just so good, you know. I I think that mm -hmm. uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Bev. the The girl that played Bev, I think she's gonna go on to do really fantastic things because I thought she was awesome. Uh, obviously, Jeremy Ray Taylor, that's his name. He went on to do Goosebumps. He did Are You Afraid of the Dark and stuff. Like he's, you know, he's in it. And uh, I, I don't. You just can't beat those kids actors. You know, when you get really good kid actors, they're always gonna be better than the adult counterparts. Yeah. The the adults, like, do a good job. They're all good actors. It's just, like, it's much more an interesting story when they're kids against this big evil. Yeah, because, like, you root for the the little guys. You know, you, final girls in horror movies are my favorite. You know, Christy from Hellraiser and, you know, Sydney from Scream and stuff. Like, they're my favorites. And kids kind of fall into that same category. I want kids to win. I want them to do awesome shit. I always want them to do awesome shit. They're, my, they're usually my favorite characters. And uh, when you get adults, like the the stakes are a little bit less, you know. In my opinion, I, I don't want to see a kid die on screen. Uh, <laughs> but an adult, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> adults die all the time. It's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Cortland. What is your favorite book title for a Goosebumps book? Hmm. My favorite, not Chicken Chicken. 
<laughs> it's definitely not chicken chicken. Are you sure? I'm pretty confident it is not chicken <laughs> chicken. Um, I see that and I hear that name and I do not want anything to do with that book. So I'm really glad it's not an episode. Uh, same with like why I'm afraid of bees. My favorite one is actually made by you. It was Let's Get Sweaty. That was my f- like. I think about that and I just still laugh about it because <laughs> it's so hilarious. Um, I don't know, probably say cheese and die. I think that is just a really iconic. It's name. a good title. Welcome to Dead House is really good too. Yeah, those are probably my favorite. What about you, Brandon? I'm gonna say one that stuck out to me was Legend of the Lost Legend. Mm, okay, because that sounds. Like an error in printing. <laughs> That's too many legends in one title. You can't uh, do that. I remember that book cover because it's got like a Viking woman on it. Um, from my understanding, that's actually one of the like lowest ranked Goosebumps books for for like I'm readers and stuff. Yeah, I'm glad that one's not an episode two because that would be stupid. <laughs> You've also got Egg Monsters from Mars. Like, um, that one I am surprised is not an episode unless it is in season four because i haven't actually looked at all the episode titles you shouldn't well the only one that i know for sure is deep trouble is coming our way yeah but we're gonna that, get into some deep trouble oh lord <laughs> lord save my soul deep trouble <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite 90s cartoon and or sitcom let me see here when i was growing up my brothers and i used to watch uh dinosaurs so i love dinosaurs haven't watched it in a long time i don't know if it still holds up today Ren and Stimpy was another one that we used to watch all the time, which I know is, like, absolutely disgusting, and I would never let my child watch it, so I don't know what the hell Mm -hmm. my parents were thinking. Uh, The Simpsons, I think, is probably the best. Um, I would love to revisit Simpsons, but Kim doesn't want to watch it, so I I got some work to do there. Do you have Disney Plus? Fuck yeah, we got Disney Plus. I watch Hocus Pocus, too. (laughs) That's that's true. That's a stupid (laughs) question. Disney Plus is the Simpsons streaming service as far as i'm concerned i know i want to watch it so bad it's got futurama as well Ooh, that's coming back too right or has it already i think it's still yet to come back for the okay. third time third, or whatever third, fourth time? Fifth? i don't remember um other than that uh life with louis <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> growing up i love that i love louis anderson rest in peace oh life with louis what a what an odd project to Who let louis anderson have a cartoon <laughs> who did that whose idea was it was it louis or did somebody come to louis anderson and be like yeah. hey we think it would be great if we made a cartoon of your life and he was like ah, i would be pretty good oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah okay <laughs> you know what happened was i, I bet guess. you they they went to howie mandel for bobby's world and they were like dude this is this show is amazing let's who else can we like louis dude. louis anderson Wow, I never thought of it that way, but they were kind of creating their like stand-up comedian childhood cinematic universe. Yeah, huh? That's that. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Brandon? What shows did you enjoy as a child? Oh man, uh, my like main thing when I was young was Beast Wars. Like Beast that Wars. was that was my thing for a long time. Um. I haven't watched it in ages. It probably does not hold up at all, but uh, I loved yeah. it. Um, Dexter's Lab was oh, a big one for hilarious. me. Hilarious, yeah. At least it was hilarious when I remember show. it. Yeah, it's another one I haven't watched again. I mean, I didn't love it then, but it is a '90s sitcom. Like Seinfeld is one mm-hmm. of the best shows of all time, and it's so funny. Yeah. It's still funny today too, which is what makes it so good. Yeah, it's just like Universal. 
Yeah, it's good stuff. I want to add to SpongeBob. I know, like, it started in 1999 and it went into, barely, I think it's still going Barely now. 90s. Yeah, but, like, the first three seasons of SpongeBob are just so good. And yeah, then after that, it really classic. falls down. I still laugh at it. Like, Lance will watch SpongeBob and I'm like, we can only watch the first three seasons because everything else is garbage. And it's still funny today. Love it. Yeah. Even if that's all the show was, it would still be worth watching today. You said it, girl. All right. Moving on, Cortland. Our next question is this. Excellent. Tell me. What is your favorite video game console of all time? Hmm. Super Nintendo for me, I think. Yeah? Yeah. That's 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 a classic. Look, I have a really great collection of Super Nintendo games. I got, you know, Final Fantasy VI. I have Chrono Trigger, Earthbound. Like, I could just play that over and over again. And most of the time I do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just replay all the old games. Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire 2, Super Mario World, etc. Yeah, I've yeah. played a lot of those games. Most of them, almost all of them, have been like, you know, a decade, two decades after the Super Nintendo went out of fashion. So mm-hmm. I didn't play it a whole lot in its day but it really does have a fantastic library of games it does it's got a lot of shit in there too like don't get me wrong but what system doesn't yeah i mean the more good games you have the more shit you're gonna have as well Mm -hmm. my favorite console is it's not the best console but it's my favorite and that's the sega dreamcast i knew you were gonna say that of course you did. We've known each other for over 20 years, Corey. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, Sega Dreamcast has some really good games. It's got Jack Ryan Radio. It's got yes. Shenmue. It's got Space Channel 5. Uh... <laughs> Crazy Taxi. Fantasy Star Online. Skies of Arcadia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got hits. It's got a lot of good games, considering the fact that it was only out for like a year and a half. Right, like, yeah. Back then, it seemed like a long time, but now a year and a half goes by in the blink of an eye. That like that's so nothing. Well, like I mean, hey, how long was the Xbox uh, One and, and PS4 in, in production? It was like ten years. Yeah. So like uh, back in like the early because Dreamcast came out in like ninety eight or ninety nine or something, and then we had the PS2, and like that took over everything really. And uh, a lot of good stuff happened in a very short amount of time because we had like the Sega Saturn, we had the PlayStation at the same time. Like, there's good stuff in there, and they didn't last that long, really. They didn't. Uh, yeah, I I just love that console, and I can't really tell you why. It's just well, it's, it's got a charm. You know what we used to do though? We used to play ROMs on it, and I think that really helped things out because you could just burn a CD and it would just play in there or something. So yeah, we used to play uh, Home Improvement. I remember we specifically <laughs> played Home Improvement on your Dreamcast. Uh, what did we do with ourselves? Why did we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I still play Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tim Allen's Time Machine. Home Improvement, the game where you're Tim Allen and you shoot dinosaurs with like a staple gun or something. It's ridiculous. Yes, that happened. <laughs> So dumb. So dumb. All right, Cortland, because it's the season, this next question is, what is your favorite Halloween song? I mean, the Monster Mash is classic, you guys. I once danced to it for candy. I was like a whore. It was great. Uh, What kind of candy? Dude, I think they gave us like king size or something. No, I would not dance for a bit of honey. (laughs) I have a little more self-esteem than that. It's got to be a whole lot of honey. (laughs) I don't even like honey. Uh... Yeah, Monster Mash is good. What How many st- Halloween songs can you even name off the top of your head? I'm I'm struggling here. I mean, I I go <laughs> to Monster like Monster Mash. I uh the Day of the Dead soundtrack. Um, like I'm going for horror movie songs here. I guess 
the child's play the original child's play i like the theme song for that 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 movie it's got like you know a choir of children singing and stuff mm-hmm. uh spooky scary skeleton is one of them that's about okay. it that's about I'm it to, I'm trying to think there's like one other major halloween song that's like on the tip of my tongue but i can't think of it there's monster mash yep and then there's i don't know but I'm going to say, because I'm basic, that my favorite is um, This Is Halloween from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, right. Christmas. That's a great song. One of the things, uh, I, it's not specifically Halloween, but I Feel the Fear, the Are You Afraid of the Dark music video. That's pretty great. I played it a couple of times in the live stream. <laughs> Good stuff, Cortland. Cortland, if you could what? ask R.L. Stein one question, what would it be? Easy. What's with the worms? Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's only one question to ask the man <laughs> who's had decades long career in, you know, writing and producing and this and that. But the only thing that really matters is why worms? What's with the worms? What is yeah. the deal, man? If I were to really ask him like an actual question, I'd ask him if he has anything from the Goosebumps set, like his mace or like the werewolf claw that he had. <laughs> That he had. Like, just if he kept I'm anything. keeping this. You can't stop me. I'm all fine. Bitch, this is mine. My my name's on, on your scripts. <laughs> That's probably, like, the actual question I'd ask him, if, if he kept anything. Yeah, I'd ask him if he enjoyed filming those scenes oh, at God. all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did, quite frankly. It didn't look like it. He was in pain for, <laughs> um, for most of those. I'd ask him if his parents ever recovered from the haunted mask viewing. I can't imagine they did. Or if they've been paralyzed since. <laughs> yeah, those are good questions. He would love us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a couple more questions for you from Instagram, too. Uh, Mr. Normal wants to know, which Goosebumps book would you want to be a fictional character in if you could? I'm going to say that I would want to be in... A Shocker on Shock Street and One Day at Horrorland because I just love theme parks. You know, <laughs> I gotta say, Brandon, we never really went to any theme parks, though. I can only think of, like, one that we went to. <sighs> if we could turn back time, we'd go to theme so parks. Much we haven't done. I know, right? And now we never will because I ain't coming to Australia, dude. <laughs> Still no, far you away. shouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't would... survive man no dude oh man you sent me that picture of that giant ass spider i still have to post that on instagram that shit was awesome it's it was so big i would want to be in uh maybe no <laughs> um trying to think of one that's not too dangerous you know um go eat worms <laughs> yeah no there's that giant worm i played just resident evil underground. 3 oh, okay, yeah, you can okay. just not Look, my luck, they'd be in my crawl space or some shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know what? I think that it'd be cool to be in My Hairiest Adventure, to have, like, an animal turn into, like, your son or whatever. That'd be pretty cool. As long as you're not one of those asshole parents that's like, oh, you're taking too much money to get these injections. Like, you can just be a dog now. That'd be kind of cool, though, right? I suppose. Until it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Normal, for the questions. Yes. So next, we have a question from Adventure on Instagram who asks, which book did you want most to be made into an episode? And Mm -hmm. it's a double question. 
Okay. When is Arl Stein coming on the podcast? And I can answer that <laughs> never. He's not. No. We've implicated him in murders and <laughs> <laughs> And we keep making fun of his voice. We can't have him on. He would probably sue uh, us if he knew what we were doing over here. Yeah. Arl Stein must never know what <laughs> what's happening on this podcast. <laughs> but I'd love to have him on. Yeah, like he would be awesome to talk to. I would, I could listen to him talk all day, probably. Just like I, yeah. I find like if I'm listening, when I've done interviews with people and like I find them interesting and stuff, like I could literally listen to them talk all day. But if I don't respect somebody, not to say this is Arnold Stein by any means, but I found if I don't respect somebody and they're talking about like their life story and stuff, I tune the fuck out. So like, mm-hmm. it's really cool to hear DJ and Ron and you know eddie and just everybody that's been on the show like i could literally listen to them all day because they're so interesting and arl stein would be like of that tier i could probably listen to him talk all day yeah i'm sure he has many interesting stories to tell and then he would turn them into books yeah and then we would review them and he'd be like these fuckers <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like goosebumps episodes that you know could have come from books i'm trying to think of books that i've actually read that aren't already episodes and there's not very many because i didn't read a lot of the goosebumps books the one that immediately comes to my mind that i know i read was why i'm afraid of bees but i don't remember anything about it and i don't even remember if i like the book probably not uh i'm gonna say chicken chicken just to be <laughs> contrarian and also i think it would be an interesting challenge to turn that into a good episode well, you know, they turned some episodes and they weren't good anyway, so like... <laughs> yeah, so like, what's the worst that could happen? You get another Harriest Adventure? That shit's hilarious, so that, <laughs> do it that's again. so funny. Yeah, do another Harriest Adventure kind of shit. That'd be cool. Yeah. Alright, next, we have a question from Matt Smith, who asks, If you could be invisible, a dog or the shrunken plastic figure, which one would Ooh. you be? I already like to snack, so dog is probably a good one. I don't know. I feel like invisible is probably the best out of those three, but I don't want to be invisible. Uh, I think I could be a dog. That's it. I just think I think yeah, I'd be good. I at could it. be a dog. <laughs> I could show all those other dogs, like you know, dude. Like this is how you dog. You could start a band, get injected every night. It'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> I could just be like, here's my food dish. <laughs> I could, in the middle of talking, oh, was... be like, sorry, I got hungry. <laughs> I got, got a snack. <laughs> oh, man. it's good shit. Love it. <laughs> All right, Derek asks, do you wish there was an Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps crossover? Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't, would it be like the Midnight Society versus Slappy kind of thing, though? Like, I don't know. Because Are You Afraid of the Dark has one, like, universal thing, and that's the Midnight Society there in every episode. Uh, unless you're talking about, like, monsters crossing over, in which case it could be just be, like, an Are You Afraid of the Dark or a Goosebumps episode. Yeah. I specifically would want to see Beth from Lonely <gasps> Ghost yeah, and Judith from Be Careful What You Wish For <laughs> just interact and see what happens. That'd be incredible. Oh, man. Would we get Amanda or Samantha too, though? <sighs> no. <laughs> it would literally, literally just be these two. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Teenage girls. That'd be fun because they're both like very high personality, very sassy. Yeah, I I don't know if they would like instantly become friends or if they would instantly hate each other and like vie for dominance. I don't know. They both go to the pool party and be the talk of the town. Yeah. So. It would be cool just to get a little... That'd be uh, awesome. 
mix-ups like that. Only on our dreams, though. Mm. Arl Stein would never let it happen. <laughs> that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Splat- way to go, Arl Stein. <laughs> the Splat Attack Podcast asks, what are you looking forward to most in Season 4 of Goosebumps? Not the fact that all of the episodes are two-parters, because that sounds yeah. like a downer <laughs> to me. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm looking forward to in season four. Um, the artwork that you're gonna make for <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, it'll be amazing. I don't know what it is yet, but it'll be fantastic. It's happening. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really know because I don't know what episodes they are besides Deep Trouble. I know that's one of them. Um, I okay. I I do know Deep Trouble, and I think there's one about shrunken heads or something. But other than that, I don't know what the other two episodes are. And uh, you know what? I will say I'm excited that Ron Oliver is like in charge of all of them because I think he did the directing for all four episodes. You're going to get some Ron Oliver charm. Okay, that's what I'm most excited for. Get hyped. Um, I'm most excited for there not to be another slappy episode. Oh, spoilers. That's 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 I'm more. Yeah. Four seasons, four slappy episodes, no way. Four seasons, three, though? I can do that. BJ Villa asks, why don't you like Laughing in the Dark? Wow, shots fired, BJ. Uh, I do like Laughing in the Dark. question. Look, I said a couple of times, like, I I played some games on Instagram on Mondays where I'm like, oh, what's your, you know, controversial opinion about Artie Afraid of the Dark? And mine was like, Laughing in the Dark is not a top ten episode, you know? And people took offense to that. (laughs) <laughs> Look, laughing the dark. I'd fantastic. probably go farther than you, honestly. Tell me, tell me everything. What did you um, say? Um, laughing in the dark's not a good episode at all. <gasps> Brandon, I get it's iconic, I guess, because it's got that clown. But the clown doesn't fucking do anything. You see him for like two seconds. Look, the best part about laughing in the dark is when you see the clown in makeup, like not the animatronic coming yeah. out of the door when zebo is like laughing at him in the mirror that's the coolest part of the episode to me and sure. other than that like we see him as fog uh he's he's you know his cigar smoke he is yeah, a boring. balloon like boring. he's on the phone being all like give it back boring. it's a good look it's still a good episode it's still part of the... it's okay it's fine and i get that that kind of thing sticks in your mind especially if you see it as a kid and you know people are afraid of clowns or whatever but eh. Yeah, there's a lot better. Are you afraid of the dark episodes? Yeah, I agree. So it's it's okay. It's not. It's definitely not in my top ten, like it is for most people, and that's just because like after watching all of the episodes, there's better ones out there. Austin asks, "What is your guys' favorite Goosebumps primetime special?" Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. these are you know Haunted Mask, Night and Terror Tower. Yeah. Haunted Mask 2. My favorite is, so far anyway, is Welcome to Dead House. I really liked Welcome to Dead House. Dead House is good. Haunted Mask 1 is particularly very good. Yeah. Part 2 is pretty good. Yeah, it's still alright. Carly Best back and she's better than ever. She does that ducky dance and let's be honest, that's the best part. <laughs> uh, what other ones? Like, Terror Towers, whatever. Uh, Fever Swamp is alright. That's okay. Nah. Um, Fever Swamp doesn't rate. I don't know if you like Perfect School is boring. Uh, Carlsville though, like I know we're gonna talk about season three and our favorite episodes and stuff, but Carlsville is so good. Really liked it. I don't know if it's, I, I it's way better than like Horrorland in my opinion. Um, but we're getting into season three stuff. So. Yeah, we'll get to that stuff. Dead House and Haunted Mask though, very good. Yeah. All right. 
M311 <laughs> Soroso. Yeah. Yeah, them. Yeah, that person, I'm sure I said that perfectly, asked, Are you a fan of the Twilight Zone? I'll let you Fuck answer yeah. that, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never, I've seen some Twilight Zone episodes, but I haven't seen a lot of them. The ones I have seen, I think, are uh, classic ones. So what I've seen, I really enjoyed. I've seen a lot of the original series of the Twilight Zone. The 80s ones, and the whatever, early 2000s, whatever. I don't know. I haven't seen any of those ones. Oh, I was going to say, I haven't seen any of the 80s or 2000s. They could be great. They could be shit. I don't know. But the original Rod Serling series, fantastic. Yeah, it'd be cool to cover those, but it would take literal years <laughs> to do all of them. Yeah, that's uh, that's a commitment. That's, that's quite an undertaking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we hope to. We hope to cover those because I'd love to watch them. I think there's a lot of really great stuff in there and you... Like we did with Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps and stuff. There's a lot of inspiration that you can find from other things being put in them. And it'd be cool to see Twilight Zone where a lot of the inspiration originated from into like the classic 70s, 80s, 90s horror movies that we kind of grew up with. Yeah. So from Twitter, Connecticut Funko asks, who's your favorite puppet in the Slappyverse? Slappy, Rocky, Mary Ellen, or Dennis? Dennis. Oh, Dennis, man. of course. <laughs> Like, come on, did you see his face? Like, <laughs> oh my god, Dennis was oh great. My god, hi family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd probably go with either Dennis or Mary Ellen just because they're hilarious. I love how Mary Ellen is just so bossy, she's so funny. Mary Ellen says to do this, Mary Ellen says to do that. Mary Ellen can get fucked, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Mary Ellen can get her own puppet ass up. <laughs> Get herself a drink. And then when Damn. she does get her own puppet ass up, it's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot all about that. Jesus. When she gets up like a baby gazelle. So funny. Love it. And then, of course, what Mary Ellen wants, Mary Ellen gets. <laughs> it's one of the best lines in the entire series. Yeah. If you want to listen to that over and over again, I I stream on Twitch. And that is one of the sound bites that I have that you can you can play anytime you want. It's great. <laughs> All right, here we go, Cortland. Yeah. TJ asks, have the extra viewings the watch parties give you made you change your opinion on any episode at all? Good question. So one of the ones that I kind of... Look, there's this kind of a meme that I hate Misfortune Cookie because that episode's terrible. But we it's did do a, a watch party. It's truth. <laughs> I know. We did a watch party and like I watched it again and I was like, maybe it's not so bad. Uh, but everybody still requests it all the time. If I'm ever like, hey, what else do you guys want to watch? Like, at least three of you guys will be like, let's watch Misfortune Cookie. <laughs> and I'm like, you fuckers, no. <laughs> We're not watching Misfortune Cookie again. <sighs> it's <laughs> like, it's Misfortune Cookie's not even actively terrible. It's just such a boring waste of time <laughs> that I wouldn't want to subject myself or anyone else to that. That was probably the biggest one, though, because, like, if I had to watch Misfortune Cookie again, I wouldn't be kicking and screaming the whole time, I guess. Sure. <laughs> I did one of our one of our listeners and, and watchers of the watch party, Matt, he uh he he always requests it. It was one of the he's the first one that like memed it up for that. And uh it's his birthday soon and I told him we would watch it on his birthday, so oh. Yeah. Good luck with that. I will so, be busy. <laughs> another misfortune cookie viewing is probably in my very close future 
Let me know if if your opinion changes on that episode. Okay. <laughs> Suddenly it's my favorite. No, that's not going to happen. I'm not buying into the hype, you guys. This fortune cookie's garbage. It is. All right. Last question, Cortland. Okay. Still from TJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. With all due respect, what kind of name is Cortland? <laughs> it's my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a family name, okay? <laughs> um, Funny thing. So we went to Disney back in like June. And uh, I say this all the time because you know, it's my name and stuff. I will never find a Coke that says like share Coke with Cortland or one of those little license plates in the in the gift shop that says, oh, Cortland on the name. Like I'm never, ever, ever going to find <laughs> one of those. Never met another Cortland in my life and I probably never will. But the child actor from The Shining reboot back in the 90s who played Danny, his name is Cortland. So his IRL name. So th- there's. There's dozens of us, perhaps. There's two of you. There's at the minimum two. So anyway, that's what's up with my name. It's a family name. It's a beautiful name. I had an uncle named Cortland that I never met because he passed away before I was born. Oh. Yeah. Rest in peace, Uncle Cortland. (laughs) (laughs) Who I never met. (laughs) He's looking down on you right now. Yeah, being like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? We're talking (laughs) about kids' shows. (laughs) Thanks, Uncle Cortland. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for submitting questions. Yeah, that only took like an hour. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now, now we're here to talk about season three. Yes, down to the nitty gritty. Oh boy, three. Cortland, what a season! What a season! I'm gonna say, not actually a very good season <laughs> overall. There no. are a lot of. Uh, we can call them stinkers, I guess, but uh, just below below average episodes. Yeah, like comparatively to seasons one and two, I think it was a bit less. When you got things like Barking Ghost and Old Story, <laughs> like <laughs> Haunted uh, House of No Return, like and My Rest Friend is Invisible. There's a lot of stinkers in this season, and there's still some some stuff to love, though. I think a lot of there's some oh, very definitely. high highs in my opinion. Very high highs. Very low lows. <laughs> Let's start talking about some specifics here. Oh, God, I have to remember things? Okay. Who would you say are the best main characters from season three? Uh, Okay, my immediate thought is Courtney Walters. Love Courtney Walters. I love the actress. I think she did an awesome job. Everybody in Carlsville, the, the trilogy or the chillology, if you will, uh, really great job. Todd was great. Matt was great. I think they were all awesome. Carl, of course, was amazing, too. Um. My favorites, for sure. The Chillology Gang. The Chillology. Chillology. Yeah. I can't even really think of many others that, like, stood out. I know. Like, I'm having a hard time remembering names of characters because it's been so long. Nadine from the Haunted House game is not terrible. That's the best I can say, I guess. She's pretty good. The family from... One day at Horrorland. I, I do love, like, the, the kid from Horrorland was the frozen ghost from Are You Afraid of the Dark? So I think it was really cool to see him again. I know that's not answering the question at all. <laughs> no. But it was Fake really cool Chevy Chase dad. Um, oh, perfection. Luke, who just kind of got lost and <laughs> screamed. Dude, you remember that one time when Lizzie walked into the mirror room and she did a little cute pirouette? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For no fucking okay. reason. <laughs> yes, that that moment right there puts her near the top. Near the top, for sure. <laughs> near <laughs> the top. <laughs> there's there's not many. 
standout main characters from the season. All right, but what are the best side characters? Oh, side characters. Let me see here. Immediately, I think of the old women from an old story. Yep, the Golden Girls. Particularly the one that looked like Paula Dean loved her. I'm going to give a shout out to, like, the makeup monster from Horrorland. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> that lives in my mind rent-free. I'm not going to lie. We're monsters, but we're not monsters. Boop. <laughs> so good. So, <laughs> so good. Cool. So funny. Uh, Headmaster Slick from Perfect School. I like the part where he crushed his own glasses as if he didn't need them later, and then we never saw him again. (laughs) (laughs) That's him. He went home because he couldn't see. He's like, fuck, can't be in the episodes anymore, I can't see anything. Well, that was your own fault, (laughs) Mr. Uh, Headmaster Slick there. Oh, brother. Do you remember Arjun and sean or whatever from werewolf skin yeah useless they were that was great they were very useless but they like kept being in episodes until they weren't really weird they were like the bullies of the episode kind of but they were so insignificant to the story and as far as bullies go very benign Mm. um you speaking about bullies though the bullies from teacher's pet like i i think we're actively trying not to talk about teacher's pet at all but the bullies from teacher's pet um Susan and more Marjorie. I don't remember their name. Doesn't fucking matter. They were, again, useless. And also, what was useless was was Benji from that episode. Completely pointless character who did nothing to advance the story. Basically, just gave us recaps throughout. So we didn't actually have to watch the story. We could just listen to Benji. So he's also the most pivotal character for that episode because we could begin it at about fifteen minutes in. He would recap the whole story thus far to us, and we could skip out on all the boring shit. And then also the rest of it's boring, too. So, (sighs) yeah, Um, I'm not actively going out of my way to not mention Teacher's Pet, but we just watched (laughs) it like last week and I can't remember Teacher's Pet, (laughs) even though I watched it and then had Benji explain everything I already watched. So it's like I watched it twice. Um, I did watch it twice because, like I said last episode, I didn't remember anything when I watched (laughs) it the first time. I had to watch it again. And it still didn't stick. No. What was it about? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Some kind of teacher's pet. There was a lizard bunny. The teacher got a pet or something, and then it came to life. Yeah, it was the class pet. They had to feed it and water it over the summer. Yeah, that's what it was. And they fed it too much, and it grew too big and took over the town. That is awesome. Really great <sighs> episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best. Top tier. <laughs> All right, Cortland. What is the best villain? Of season three. I feel like this is an obvious one. I mean, Carl is the best villain of season three. And that's a lot to say because we have Slappy in this season too. But Carl just yeah. takes the cake. Come on. Come on. Carl is fantastic. He runs the gamut from like goofy clown to like actually intimidating villain. Yeah. Plus he turns a girl into a pig. Like who does that? Yeah, he does that. <laughs> so the real question is what are the good villains that aren't Carl? Mm-hmm. Uh and the ants from Awesome Ants. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pretty menacing. They're they're okay. Um one I will mention that we actually quite enjoyed when we watched the story, Cortland, is Aunt Dahlia from an old yeah. story. Yep, Aunt Dahlia. Immediately, that's what kind of where my mind went, besides Carl. Because Aunt Dahlia, just the actress that portrayed her, you could tell she had a great time. She mm-hmm. put everything into it, and it really paid off because she's fantastic. She's yes. super super campy. I find that I really, after watching Ari Freddy the Dark and Goosebumps, like my favorite parts are the campy parts. 
and uh, I'm a big fan of, of Dahlia's performance. Um, another one that I would like to mention is the aunt and uncle from Werewolf Skin. You remember that one time when Alex took pictures of them as they were like taking off the skin and they were fucking naked, Brandon, yeah, in a children's he was zooming show? in like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man they're naked like reptar wow. yeah they're fucking naked i gotta take pictures of this <laughs> what kachish, are you doing? Kachish, kachish. alex stop <laughs> please he can't help himself he just he sees naked no. he takes pictures and also <laughs> he, it's a guy he's theory. a simple man he sees naked <laughs> look if it's not guy fieri like it'd be (laughs) bonus points if guy fieri were naked because that that kid would be all over those pictures (laughs) god damn oh what a silly episode (laughs) (laughs) um another one that we could talk about is click because the villain is the main character like remember (laughs) when he threatened to fucking kill his best friend for really no reason because he just was like hey can you lay off the the remote for just a second and he was like how about i fucking kill you <laughs> yeah yeah um that's a great transition Cortland, into the next category which is the worst main character and yeah it's it's seth from click yeah funny thing about that is that seth is the worst from click he was also the worst in master mutant <laughs> he was stretching <laughs> God, that kid cannot catch oh a break. He's in. God. He's terrible in both of his episodes. He's fun to watch, but he's terrible. Uh, yeah, his characters are terrible. I'm sure the like the casting directors are like, all right, we need someone unlikable. <laughs> uh, this kid's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. So Another yeah. terrible main character is Greg from Say Cheese and Die oh, Again. Oh no, Say Cheese and Die Again, I forgot. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> that whole Damn goddamn it. thing. Oh, oh, I promise never to touch this camera again because it causes nothing but problems and like almost kills people. But I really need that good grade though. I need this good grade so I can go to summer camp or whatever. That's worth worth killing people, I guess. Such a huge downgrade from Ryan Gosling from the first part. Like Ryan oh. Gosling was smart. He handled the situation the best he could. Greg, on the other hand, he was like, hey, I think this camera's broken. Maybe we should just keep taking pictures of ourselves and see if it just reverses everything. Oh, you Ryan idiot. Gosling wouldn't have done that. Mm-mm. No, no. So That's dumb. why Ryan Gosling wouldn't be on this episode. He took one look at the script and was like, <laughs> you think I'm stupid? Yeah, I want to go I'm places. Ryan Gosling. Like... <laughs> I'm young Hercules, baby. <laughs> I'm going to be Ken in a Barbie movie later. Like, you think I got... well, I want to be in this shit? No. Soil my good name. Absolutely not. I'm and not He made the right fat. choice. <laughs> Fate worse than death, as Robin said. <laughs> I think about that all the time, too. It makes me laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Oh. Say Cheese and Die is the perfect example of what media we grew up with that have, like, shaped us in our mindset and how awful, like, body positivity was, like, took so long to be a thing. And it's because of episodes and things from, from our shows, like, It's because Say of Cheese specifically Say Cheese and Die again. Yeah, or, like, God. What a horrible, just... What a sloppy episode. Had some message, funny things in it. Horrible everything. Yeah. That cheesecake looked good, though. The cheesecake, though. Yeah, positive from it. The cheesecake. <laughs> we haven't talked about Don't Go to Sleep yet, and I am upset that we haven't because the episode was great. But I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> well, the question was worst main characters. Okay. 
so well, far. I mean, if we're talking about characters that can't adapt to their situations, Matt Amsterdam from Don't Go to Sleep, he just like bumbled his way through the episode, and I loved every second of well, it. Well, can you blame him? He's no, he, he has like five <laughs> seconds to just learn how to do advanced brain surgery <laughs> and defuse a bomb, but every time he's just like, huh? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> It's like if you were asleep and I just woke you up and was like, Corlin, Corlin, defuse this bomb. <laughs> that's exactly how you would respond. I, that's true. I'd be like, what the he fuck are you doing in America? Through the whole episode. <laughs> he didn't adapt very well, though, Brandon. Like, even no, at the he's wedding. He's also part, like 10. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's just true. living his best blank check life. Wanting his own house and his own money. Let's talk for a second here about House of No Return, though. The, the kids, all of the kids from that episode, besides the main kid who survives the House of No Return, they yeah. all suck. The Danger Incorporated, they're terrible. Danger Inc., that's something I don't want to be a part of, because they're terrible people. Yeah, and their business was clearly going under. Um, <sighs> now it is, they don't have any members anymore. They're all dead. True. They're fucking dead, which <laughs> it's kind of their fault. More stupidity comes from Barking Ghost. Man, those kids were dumb. Remember when he found that gold doubloon in the water and then nobody ever talked about it ever again? What the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> that whole episode was kind of pointless. Yeah, that episode, really bad. The best part was when Fergie was like, chicken, chicken salad, chicken Popeye, chicken wings. <laughs> Yum. I love that line. Like, Fergie, shut up. You're the worst actress <laughs> in the series. She is horribly bad. From my understanding, the only reason that Fergie got that part is because she kind of looked like the girl from the book. <laughs> it's all it takes, man. Yep, Arl Stein the was book's like, probably yeah, like good enough. it's a girl with long hair, and it's like, you're perfect. <laughs> now, Cortland, we're going to talk about the worst villains of the okay. season. And, uh, I don't know, there's some bad villains. Uh, Mr. Blankenship from Teacher's Oh my Pet. god. Yeah. Is something I did remember because of how fucking stupid his entire plan and philosophy and just worldview. He's just idiotic completely. Yeah, he could have redeemed himself by doing some experiments on animals that would be cool. But instead, <laughs> your no, your grand reveals. <laughs> yeah, you want to make fly basses. It makes no sense. Like that wouldn't help <laughs> the fly. It wouldn't help the bass. Your whole idea of like making the perfect ultimate like hunting machine is to give the intelligence of a human to a snake, which is dumb. Really stupid. You're going to try and eat those kids. You couldn't have done that. You would have died. Stupid. His main goal was to eat children. Why? Why? What are you? What is this? That's, <laughs> That's what he so wanted. Dumb. You don't ultimate... need to be a snake to eat children. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. But terrible. <laughs> so yeah. stupid he's and dumb he's the worst villain. you know what i will say though he has a lot in common with headmaster slick and stupidity wise remember when headmaster slick took all those children made clones of them and gave them back to their parents for no real reason like it wasn't to like dominate the world or anything he just wanted to give like the parents a break or something and then he still held all of the real children in a cage what was he gonna do with them what is he gonna do them, he's just fucking lazy like just do your job and like <sighs> teach these kids and make them better kids nope it's way easier just to clone them and then do something i guess with the other kid i don't know it's just stupid not a smart plan the villains from my best friend is invisible we haven't really talked about that episode yet um another episode where the the villains actually turned out to be like the main heroes too 
Uh, sure. Pretty fun. Yeah. Look, the twist on it, uh, again, like we talked about it during the episode, much better as a book format because we wouldn't know that the main characters are monsters uh, with eyes in the back of their heads for some reason. And it didn't really turn out so well in the episode. No. But I do like the ending. You know, it's pretty menacing having like them just smile at the kid like you're going to you're fucked. We're not going to tell yeah. anybody we found a human. We're going to do whatever we We're want gonna with you. We're going to turn into snakes and eat you. Oh, God. <sighs> We're going to turn into worms because that's on brand. Yeah, they're silly. <laughs> they're, they're silly just because of that reveal at the end with the eyes in the back of the head. That's dumb. It is. It could have been done better. It could have been really like I. I do think that it was still kind of spooky, just because of the lighting and the, and the the music and stuff. It just like you know the effect just makes it really laughable. Yeah, does not work. Um, one I'm going to mention. Uh, we mentioned this character as the best villain, but she's also the worst villain. Aunt Dahlia from an old oh, story boy. is a sex trafficker. Yeah. So she's the worst, just in general. Yep. A lot of problems with that episode, especially in this day and age. I don't know how it got greenlit to even be made because that is a that's a problem problem episode. As a human being, she's terrible, and I'm glad she gets sizzled at the end. All right, I wish she would have gotten sizzled a little bit better, but I'm still <laughs> glad she got sizzled. Yeah, they could have done a better job sizzling her, but <sighs> well, you, know, sizzled. you work with what you have. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're at the the meat and potatoes now. Meat and potatoes. This is our rankings of the best and worst of season three. This is probably one of the tougher ones for me, Brandon. Not the best episodes, because I'm pretty sure I can pick out what ones I liked the most. There's just a lot of bad ones. You know, it's hard to rank which ones are the actual worst. Yeah. So for me, like my top two (laughs) and my bottom two or three are pretty set. Okay. After that, it's all just kind of like very similar level of meh. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start with the bottom five, Cortland. Okay. So what is the worst episode of the season? Um. Okay. So if I'm thinking about what episode I don't ever really want to watch again, I think it might go to Say Cheese and Die again. Yes. That's the same. <laughs> same as mine. That is just rough. It's not a good episode. Um. It's another one that shouldn't have been made in the first place. But there's just a lot of really bad messages in it. I just... Bless Ron Oliver's heart. I know he hates the episode, too, so, like, it gives it a pass of, like, I can also hate it, you know? But I would hate it anyway, because the substance in it is dumb. It's just a direct downgrade from the previous Say Cheese and Die. It's just not good, and I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. Bad messages, bad, stupid decisions, and also a little bit of magic at the end, out of nowhere. That (laughs) photography, like, development. Yeah. That's it's just, just magic. Uh, it's just not... You can't do that. No. It's just not something that can happen. Uh, Second worst episode for me is... I'm Again, I'm going off of like what I don't want to watch again. I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe My Best Friend is Invisible. Yeah, I could definitely see that. What about you? Uh, well, oh, I hold have... on. I want to re- just recap that anyway. The next worst episode for me is Teacher's Pet. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. I, I was going to, like, I stumbled there for a second, you guys. I'm going to try and edit it a little bit there. But I literally forgot about Teacher's Pet again. <laughs> it's so hard to remember that it even exists. Yeah, and that's why it's so bad, because it's such a forgettable episode. I don't like that it was the season finale for season three. It should have been Carlsville. Yeah. Um, but if your um, theory on why it's in season three is accurate, where the main character 
you know, she sadly passed away before it could even air and they kind of boosted it up a little bit to get it out. Like, that's fine. Like, I get it. You should remember her. But it sucks that she was in such a terrible episode. It's not her fault because she did great. The script is just awful from the get go. It shouldn't have been made. It shouldn't have been an episode. Yeah. It did have, I will say it did have some hilarious parts though when she was like, oh, maybe this will help. And it was the horrifying bunny oh. thing. Like, that was awesome. And the part where she tells Kelly to shut the fuck up and go to shut up. bed. <laughs> Those are hilarious. Other than that, though, the episode was terrible. It's not a good episode at all. Uh, definitely the second worst episode of season three. Mm-hmm. Then after that is My Best Friend is Invisible. Yeah, another really, really stinker of an episode. Loved when we covered it, though. I loved having Becca back on so we could talk about it. It's a shame that it was such a bad episode, but we had fun with it. Yeah. A lot of st- the the worst part about My best, My Best Friend is Invisible, I think, are the effects. Like the spaceship flying at him and like it just did not look good the glove creating like a perfect smiley face on the the mirror was awful (laughs) the reveal at the end stupid they're aliens yawn bad episode not interesting and you don't have the budget to pull off these effects don't even try yeah of invisible episodes uh let's get invisible was way better (laughs) that one was fun all right next Cortland. What would you say here? I was thinking the barking ghost. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, really, again, not quite as boring as Teacher's Pets. A little more memorable, in my opinion, but still it's just stupid. Only more memorable because of the stock footage of the chipmunk at the end. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And we got that really great rendition of the Goosebumps theme as like chipmunk squeaks. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it's always funny when we get those little remixes, but I wish chipmunk we got more. squeaks, like, come on. That would be kind of a a cool thing to just have a different one each episode. I'd like that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they used to do it a lot more in seasons one and two, and I always really enjoyed them. Remember in um, remember in Bad Hair Day when they completely redid the uh, the outro? Yeah, Goosebumps theme. That was cool. I wish they would have done more of those. Yeah, it's just time and money. Arl Stein uh, ain't paying for that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the villains were boring. I did like when they were like in the kids' bodies and they were all dirty and eating food and stuff. Like that part was fun. So it, it is better than it's, what was that episode? Oh, Teacher's Pet. Yeah, <laughs> better than that. <laughs> you literally cannot remember that episode to save your life. <laughs> no, if there was a, if there was a gun to my head and they were like list every episode from season three, I would die because I'd forget Teacher's <laughs> Pet for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Okay, so what episode is slightly better than the Barking Ghost? Hmm. Uh Perfect's cool? Really? Well what would you say? I put click down here. Click. Okay. I can see that. Click sucks. <laughs> click sucks, but it's better than the Barking Ghost. I had more fun with Click than I did any of the other bottom four. So I think that there's a a bit of a gap after Barking Ghost. Would you say Click is better than House of No Return? No, I don't think so. I think I liked House of No Return better. Okay, I think I agree with you. I think Click was interesting because, like I said, the main character becomes the villain. That's a really interesting thing because we don't get that a lot. You know, we had it a little bit with, like, Carly Beth, but this kid is already unlikable. So when he was the main character, I was like, (laughs) ugh, you know? And then he turned out to be an asshole and he got what's coming to him. So that was kind of satisfying to watch. Justified in my hatred for him. Yeah. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the bottom five. Yeah. Let's talk about. So top now five. let's talk about the top five, starting from number five. 
Number five. Number five. What do you five. got here? Let me see here. What, what episode would I love to watch again? Maybe One Day at Horrorland? Interesting. Oh. Well, I have at number four and five, spoilers, uh, Horrorland and Shock Street. And yeah, yeah. I the was thing about Horrorland is two. that it's two parts, and only the second one do I find very interesting. Yes. So Shock Street is better because it's shorter. Yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, they have those stupid guns. Oh, the guns. <laughs> that Fucking they also hell. just throw away when they could keep using them. The cool, Well, the cool part about Shock Street 2 is that they reused a lot of the props and and uh, costumes and stuff from old episodes of Goosebumps. Because like, you see the haunted masks are in there. Uh, the creeps are in there from Calling All Creeps. Really mm-hmm. cool to see all that stuff used again. And I don't know. Some people might call that lazy. I think it's cool. It is cool. The twist at the end is interesting enough uh, that they're robots the whole time. I don't know why he's using robots, like building robots to test his theme park. That seems like a huge waste of money, but I'm not an AI maker, so maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Horrorland is is half, half good, half okay. Yes. Part two is really great because of those... in show commercials oh man those were just such a fucking genius thing to add into the episode they fit so well they just fit well in anything give me in in universe commercials all the time i love commercials every episode that i love infomercials so much i'd like to see slappy hawking some shit dude that'd be so awesome those are those are good um yeah, the second part of Horrorland is really, they're really two completely different episodes. And I didn't see yeah. where it was going, and it went that way into the game show side of things. And I was like, huh? I, I'm <laughs> here for it. I love game shows. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. And I especially love, in part one, it does some things well. When fucking literal Satan <laughs> pops up <laughs> and throws a fireball at this family, and they're just like, whatever. That's great. Why did that happen? <laughs> it was awesome. Fucking the oh. devil threw a fireball at him, and they're just like, let's go in here where the devil threw fireballs at us. Okay. All right, family. Cortland, what's your number three? My number three. It's definitely not strained peas. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh. what I really enjoyed? Uh, oh. I really liked werewolf skin. Not the first really? part. I, okay, I like the second part of werewolf skin. I thought it was fun. The shovel work with that child actor was impeccable. I loved it that when was he was hilarious. bashing the shit out of those, those fucking werewolf hands that were popping up out he of the, the hole. He was literally beating the shit out of... <laughs> those were someone's hands. Yeah. And they, they were, were werewolves hit. in real life. They were getting life. hit with a fucking shovel. Not only that, but we got that explosion at the end, too. That was really great. That was pretty cool. I don't know if I'd call it like one of my favorites, but I just wanted to talk about the shovel again because it was my favorite character of of probably the series so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's high praise, but also it is a fantastic shovel. Um, um, I'm I'm gonna put at number three, haunted house game. That's what I was gonna say too. Um, I knew haunted house game was gonna be one of the contenders for top three for sure because it's just so fun. Uh, it's like Jumanji, but half yeah. an hour. Yeah, they. Uh go into these different scenarios and it's like a a little challenge in each room and they come up with creative ways to solve it and you know you've got like zombies and yeah, really cool good. skeletons and they 
use a fishing rod to pull a hallway that's so them. cool it's yeah it's outrageous odd, but it's cool it works the one thing i will say i didn't care for about uh haunted house game is how quickly they like were like oh it's an unlock it oh run real um but i can appreciate why they did that because i don't want this to be a two-parter <laughs> yes know? so it's like did that for that you thank you thank you Arl Stein, even this can't be a two-parter this can't be another perfect school let's go <laughs> it was a good episode solid i would watch that one again and be entertained again uh another one that i really enjoyed it's don't go to sleep if it weren't for the number one episode of the season yeah or episodes it would be the best episode of the season mm-hmm. and, and again, i thought it would be it's very similar to haunted house game too it's a lot of like quick scenarios that the kid has to go through so i don't know if it's us or if those are just yeah, especially entertaining i don't know i like about mini it. anthologies within anthology episodes apparently so but the acting and the situations that he is in are just so ridiculous i love the music like, oh the music oh my god it's got a literal garbage song in this episode <laughs> the men in black motif shit is just great oh, yeah. the judge brandon do you remember the judge oh my god this man guilty. was insane <laughs> he, guilty. he loved guilty. every guilty 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 guilty. <laughs> guilty he loved every moment of being in this episode and it's so good such yeah. a fun one really really good episode it's a i would watch tier. that again too a top tier children's anthology episode it's up there with the best uh, number one, though, Brandon, I think we can both easily agree on this one. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, knew? Of all things, a part three, like three-parter would yeah, be in the top Yeah, this would be episode. something that if I told you like way earlier, you'd be dreading. If I was like, yeah. there's this three-parter, but goddamn, did they pull it off? They did. Each episode is very distinct. It has its own story. There's shared characters, but they each have their time to shine in each episode. Right. It has one of the best villains we've seen on any of these shows. And it's got that fucking song, I want some money. money. Oh my <laughs> Give god. Some cash. <laughs> we had that. We had You Got It Made in the Shade with Carl. We had that song. We had Carlsville, the anthem. Yeah. Very musically inclined episode. I don't know. I'm loving music here. And chillology, as we. As we call Ch- it. Chillology. Chillalalala. That was so good. Loved every every moment of it. Uh, part, the, the part two is a little bit meh. Uh, a little boring there. Like when know, we record like the episode. I do too, but there was a lot of times in it where we just like, he plays pickle for like two minutes. Like, that's it, you guys. <laughs> Not much to talk about. So the episodes themselves were a little bit shorter, which is fine. But goddamn, I loved Todd. His screams, like he is phenomenal. Oh, carl himself so good like literally the best villain ever yeah so funny just we got three completely different sides of carl we got the trickster we got like the goofy side of him being a whole bunch of different characters and then he was straight up menacing yeah he was a straight up fucking serial killer so good it's like "Mm, mm, i love your screams young boy (laughs) like (laughs) tone it back a couple of notches carl this is a children's (laughs) show yeah uh it's chillology man chillology episodes one two and three combined together into like the goosebumps movie essentially really good loved it yeah fantastic number one best of the season <sighs> so good. Whew. 
All right. That was a long well, we, one. We, we did it, Corlin. We've covered all of season three we've of Goosebumps. We've covered all of season three. Well, it's time to look forward, Cortland. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten to do this in a while. Yeah, you really haven't. And this one, uh, you have an actual cover to look at. So next, we are talking about, and it's it's one you uh, mentioned earlier, oh. How I Got My Shrunken Head. How I Got My Shrunken Head. So fun fact about this yes, episode. This is a cover I remember very clearly. I do too. And you want to know why I remember it so well? Is because I bought it recently and I gave it away in a giveaway. Oh. Yeah. This cover, I'm looking at it right now. It's really interesting. It's like a, a corner of a room, and for some reason, it's got like a kitchen kitchen tiled floor, which is weird for a bedroom. Um, but whatever, you know what? Who cares? Uh, there's a shrunken head on a dresser that is like full of clothes. It's got a baseball glove and stuff, and uh, it's got like you know a green faced shrunken head with its little hair on it. <laughs> Shrunken heads make me laugh, though, Brandon, because one time I used to work at uh, Spirit Halloween, and I think I've said this story before. I was vacuuming one time, and there was this mask that looked like this shrunken head. Yeah. And it had that long hair. It was in, like, a ponytail, and the vacuum caught the hair from the ponytail, and it fucking sucked up that mask right into the vacuum. (laughs) It ruined it. It was so funny. I was like, fuck, I ruined this $50 mask. And it looked just like this shrunken head. Uh, there's some wall ha- wall art. One of them looks like a, a monster truck or like a semi truck on a, a painting picture of one for some reason on the wall. And then there's like a little uh, flag that says university on it. Very boring. Uh, it's okay. The tagline yeah. reads heads up. <laughs> okay. Which is, it's a head. It, I mean, it's a tagline. Yeah. So in terms of the episode itself, I assume that... Well, when I think about shrunken heads, first of all, I think of Beetlejuice. That aside, I think of, like, people in the Amazon making shrunken heads. So maybe this is going to be, like, uh, um, kind of like a Return of the Mummy situation where he's, like, in the, the, the main kids in the Amazon rainforest and he gets a shrunken head and it wants to be the dope one, brother. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't really know, the like, the, the lore behind shrunken heads. Um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there is lore, but I mean, what else going to be? It's going to be something like that. Jungle. Yeah. It's going to be alive, and it's going to be talking to the kid, and he's going to be like, "Shut up!" And he's going to stuff it in a drawer or something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, Cortland, I think that pretty much wraps it up here for us. All right. That's that's been season three. I'll miss it. Yeah, but I'm looking forward all, to season. We're four. almost done. We're almost done with the whole show, and then Dude, we're doing something else. We got. F- what four we have eight episodes left because these are yeah. all two-parters that's it wow on the precipice of greatness <laughs> right yeah that's that. that's what they say now do you remember any of these episodes these two-parters like were these ones that you watched or was it a little bit too late in the series like were you done with it by now oh i'm sure i've seen them but probably just the once and then never again so i i won't remember okay. these. all right yeah so I'm excited. Me too. Me too. All right. What's next week? Yep. I've been up all night and I'm very sleepy. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. Let's let you get back to sleep, Brandon. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you next week about Shrunken Heads, Cortland, and their lore. And their part ones. Yes, let's do it. Yes. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.